A sad death at the Bronx, Barge Jail, Episode 1. Gregory Acevedo, a 42-year-old Hispanic man, plummeted to his death while incarcerated at the Bronx Barge Jail. Gregory had been incarcerated for 24 years, mostly lodged at state prisons. My God, after 24 years of incarceration, he was released and came home to a loving family who welcomed him with open arms. Mr. Escevedo was rearrested and lodged at the barge jail located in the Bronx, where the city said that he died trying to escape. My God. And so According to Graham Raymond of the New York Daily News 2022, Gregory Escevedo returned to society and was received by his family. Mm -hmm. Upon returning home, he received his first job handling, excuse me, handing out flyers. Not satisfied, he received a new job delivering medical supplies. Fighting to do better, he landed a new job working as a construction worker at the high rise projects. You see, one thing I hear in, in, in talking about Mr. Gregory Acevedo, he came home and he was willing to work. He wanted to do better for himself and this to me is to be commended because many times you have our incarcerated brothers and sisters coming out or returning back into society or back to society I should say and it's very difficult for them. Many times they don't know where to start. They don't have the support that they need. There's no one at the gate for them. Many of them leave with a brown bag and $40 in their pocket, which many of the, the, the uh, correctional facilities provide. But ultimately that's not enough. 
as such, with Gregory, he had, his father was deceased. Um, and it, it left his mother to raise six children on her own. Gregory's father was a veteran who served in the armed forces and suffered with PTSD. My God. So ultimately, you know, when Gregory was in his teenage years, um, he started to get into trouble. At the age of 19, he was arrested on charges of attempted murder, robbery, and assault. And these convictions led him to, to being incarcerated um, mainly in state facilities. Faced with the woes of incarceration, he found himself fighting against gang members to stay out of gangs who wanted to indoctrinate him to live a certain way under their rules, under their regulations, which is unprecedented in the, the, the uh, incarceration system. He did not want to be a part of gangs and often found himself held in solitary confinement as a result of him fighting for his autonomy and freedom. I don't know if you know, but solitary confinement is where people who ultimately have gotten into trouble for fighting, things of that nature, and are lodged there for 23 hours a day. And so, sadly enough, Gregory was rearrested and held at the Eric M. Taylor Center at Rikers Island Jail. Now, remember, he completed his 24-year span of incarceration mainly in state jails or prisons I should say comes home and he gets rearrested and he is lodged at Rikers Island ultimately he was transferred to the Bronx jail barge in New York unfortunately 
His death is a prime example of the inability of Doc, the Department of Corrections, to keep incarcerated people safe. Gregory's death is one of the 16 people that have died while in the custody of the New York City jails. And I want you to understand that the incarcerated are wards of the state. So what am I saying? I'm saying that as such, the state has a responsibility to protect the incarcerated. It is their duty, it is their job to protect the incarcerated. However, people are dying, incarcerated people are dying behind the walls. And this is a situation that is a moral crisis. People are committing suicide. Um, people are getting into fights. Um, they're being slashed with knives, razors, I should say, um, and the like. And it is a moral imperative that the church stands up and fights against this injustice. God calls us to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Mm -hmm. You know, this young man is one of many whose death comes at, at a surprise to the family members who are distraught and who want answers. Not only does the family member want answers, we want answers. We want to understand what is going on at the Rikers Island Correctional Facility. There were over 20 deaths last year at Rikers Island, and now we're at 16, and the year has not ended as of yet. Gregory Isavido, his sister loved him dearly, and she helped him by giving him a place to stay after his release from prison and who had put cash 
in his commissary account after his rearrest this year. So this is sad. This is a sad case once again. And they're saying, the city is saying that he plummeted to his death after um, making his way through a fence that had barbed wire on top of it. He was pepper sprayed to try to stop him. However, he fell to his death. Hmm. I, 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 and as they say in the newspaper article, they plucked him from the water, the NYPD unit of the harbor. They took him to Mount Sinai in Queens where he was taken off life support later that day. The city medical examiner ruled his death an accident, complications from drowning. Well, it doesn't necessarily sound like an accident to me. It sounds as if he, um, there was something going on and he wanted to get out of there. They said he roamed the floor at 4 a.m., very upset about being re-arrested. He tried to steal some tools out of a car and got into an argument with the owner and was re-arrested. Um, and I truly believe for something like that, he could have been given a ticket. What are your thoughts? Tell me, if you're listening in, what are your thoughts on this particular case? Rearrested after doing 24 years, trying to get himself together. Um, he had a clean record at the Barge Jail. He, once he was released after the 24 years of imprisonment, he always went to see his parole officer. No behavior problems. Um, looked forward to going to work every day. But due to an injury, he happened to be out of work and really wanted to make it on his own and really wanted to show his family, I believe, that he could become a productive citizen in society. But we know that the road for those who are incarcerated, returning to society is not an easy road. There are no um, re-entry plans to give them the type of support that they need. We're not just talking about Band-Aid support, we're talking about spiritual and emotional support. For the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
1 Corinthians 5, uh, 17, I believe that is. So, um, when one comes out, it's not enough to just give them a place to live and say, get a job. There's trauma. There's a lot that goes on behind the walls. People suffer abuse while being incarcerated. Some uh, lose a lot of weight because they become very depressed or saddened, I should say, very saddened about their situation. That some feel hopeless. They're not being nourished properly. Um, there are conditions that are unacceptable, deplorable conditions. There's rats, there's roaches, there's, there may not be hot water, there may not be soap. And at times, if you go into a shower during a time where someone thinks that they can take your manhood, that may be the day where you may experience trauma that's incomprehensible. So I say this to say, enough is enough. How long do our incarcerated brothers and sisters have to suffer trauma that is almost, almost insurmountable. Pushed to the point where they begin to cut themselves. They want to hang themselves. They don't have any trust in anyone because many times these gangs are connected to employees that work there. And so many times the gangs are led to even to do things that they shouldn't do, shouldn't be able to do, but it's okay and they get a pass to do it. So I say how long? I say where's the moral consciousness in this situation? And in this country, is this America? Is it truly America where we abide by the Constitution? Is there such a thing as justice in this, in America? Is there such a thing as justice in this country. We have the highest incarceration rate in the world. That's right. The United States of America has the highest incarceration rate in the world. So I say, if you're not gonna protect them, 
Let them go. If you want to keep them connected to the system, give them an ankle bracelet. But let them go be with their families. Get reacclimated into society where they could begin to pick up the pieces and turn their lives around. Where they be can begin to search for spiritual help. My God, what a mighty God we serve. There's a God, my brothers and sisters. There is a God. who is not pleased with the way his people are being treated. And there's a cry coming from the city jails, the state jails, the federal jails. There is a cry coming from the prisons and jails and juvenile detention centers. There is a cry. How long, my brothers and sisters, how long, O oh Lord, do not pass us by? Do not pass the incarcerated by. I'm looking to hear your responses, your thoughts. What would you do? Amen.